Kaczynski. So absolutely. I, I think one of the, the, the neat parts about this debate is that actually a lot of this sort of therapy it falls along adult and pediatric lines. And um, I put this depiction because I sort of always think about the we talk a lot about the therapeutic pyramid in inflammatory bowel disease, even though I tell my fellows that we should that IBD therapy is not a st- it's not step up, it's not pyramid anymore. This is sort of the therapeutic pendulum that has swung back and forth when we talk about the treatment of inflammatory bowel disease, and we talk about combo therapy versus TNF monotherapy versus immunomodulator monotherapy, and we've gone back and forth, and I think. Um, at least initially, when the pendulum swung with studies like Sonic um, that we'll talk about here in a second, back to the adult side, a lot of the pediatric guys still stayed over on the monotherapy side, largely because, uh, like Dr. Kwan uh, stated, the the hepatosplenic T-cell lymphoma was um, largely seen in young males, so adolescent and young males. And because of that risk and the fact that the hepatosplenic T-cell lymphoma was uh, uniformly fatal, these patients were uh, significantly at risk in terms of using combo therapy in, in that initial report of hepatosplenic T-cell lymphomas. So I think that the discussion before you even get to monotherapy or combo therapy should really focus on the um, idea that there's two things on opposite sides of this pendulum, and that is really one, disease risk, and on the other side, therapy benefit and risk. And that, Dr. Kwan is exactly right. The first thing I, when I mention a drug, the patients ask me about the side effects of the drugs, or they go home, or they've already Googled all of the side effects of the drugs, but what they forget to do, and we forget to sometimes put into good perspective for the patients, is the true risk of this aggressive and progressive disease. So this idea that if you don't treat uh, appropriately at the beginning, there is an increased risk of hospitalization and surgery. There's an increased risk of colon cancer with this disease. There's an increased risk, obviously, of disease progression from an inflammatory phenotype to a stricturing and penetrating phenotype. So let's talk about the SONIC trial, because this is really the first time that a trial looked at three unique arms, an immunomodulator arm, an oral immunomodulator arm using uh, 6-MP azathioprine monotherapy, infliximab, infliximab monotherapy, and then combination therapy with infliximab and azathioprine. And you can see there on the left, I'm sorry, it's a little bit small, but the sort of clear depiction at week, 50, week 26 on the top is um, clinical remission, and the second on the bottom is week 26 mucosal healing, and there was a statistically significant difference between immunomodulator monotherapy, infliximab monotherapy, and combo therapy. And that's where, at that time, um, many practitioners, particularly adult practitioners, saw this as an opportunity for best management for patients using combo therapy. As we look back now at some of the details of Sonic, there were some inherent problems with the study itself. So since induction therapy was only administered in the infliximab group, azathioprine, which was not currently approved for induction, was not given a fair trial. really gives 8 to 12 weeks to work, as we all know. There was no therapeutic drug monitoring. We spent a lot of the morning talking about TDM. So there was no therapeutic drug monitoring or optimization done for either azathioprine 
or infliximab monotherapy arms. You use the standard dose, 2.5 milligrams per kilo in ASA and 5 mg per kg with infliximab. Also, adverse events increased exponentially in terms of frequency as well as severity with the use of combination therapy, cost factors of combination therapy, and then finally with the SONIC trial with a median disease duration of only two years, they, one of the critiques was that you weren't really dealing with long-standing or advanced or complicated disease, disease that had been uh, going on for greater than two years. So as we continue to now see, there's increasing data mounting for monotherapy with therapeutic drug monitoring. It's actually an article uh, released in 2018 by Dr. Dubinsky and and others. Um, Just because I quoted an article by Dr. Dubinsky, I should win the debate by by default. Um, So uh, this is an article that they uh, released that had 83 patients that compared combination therapy and proactive TDM monotherapy. And there was no difference in infliximab durability between the two, two groups, as long as you optimize dosing using therapeutic, therapeutic drug monitoring. The, there was another recent, uh, another recent article that's just uh, re- also recently released in April 2018 in Clinical Gastro, where a Japanese group um, uh, in the Diamond Consortium, where they looked at adalimumab monotherapy and combination therapy, also came to similar uh, results looking at mucosal healing, where at 26 weeks it seemed like there might be a slight difference. At 52 weeks, using um, uh, combo therapy with adalimumab and monotherapy, there was no difference in mucosal healing at 52 weeks. Now, the patients that did better even in that group had higher trough levels when measured at week 26. So again, using therapeutic drug monitoring as a way to optimize monotherapy. And then we talked about the risks. Dr. Kwan talked about them as well. This was a, a recent article by Dr. Hyams, and he did a nice presentation at NASPGIN, which is our pediatric version of the AGA, um, and really talked again about the risk associated with infliximab exposure. And infliximab exposure did not associate with increased risk of malignancy or hemolytic um, uh, lympho, lymphohistocytosis, hemophagocytic lymphohistocytosis in pediatric patients with inflam- inflammatory bowel disease. Though thiopurine exposure was an important precedent event for the development of these malignancies. The other additional concern that he brought up um, at this presentation at NASPGIN was the increased risk of non-melanotic skin cancers with the exposure, the chronic exposure to 6-MP or azathioprine. So again, layering risk of disease, risk of medication, risk of therapy, and benefit of therapy. So since adverse events increase exponentially with the use of combination therapy, monotherapy, in my opinion, with appropriate drug optimization is more appropriate in terms of the all-important risk-benefit ratio. Thank you.